What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm gonna be talking about some sell high players heading into week 11 of the NFL season. So these are guys that I just think have kind of reached their peak in value, you know, maybe coming off of a big game, a few big games, you know, in previous weeks, but you know, for whatever reason, I think these guys are probably gonna be trending down rest of season. And this is a good time to maximize the value. While you guys are watching, if you enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. As always, any questions, drop them down below. But let's just jump right into the first sell high player. And I believe I actually talked about Raheem Mostert last week also, but I think he's kind of uh, set himself up here with another solid week to sell high. Honestly, maybe even a better week to sell high than last week because I think he didn't actually have you know a great fantasy performance in week 10 or in week nine. But here in week 10, he goes out, has 18.7 PPR points, eight carries, 65 yards, one touchdown, four receptions for 22 yards. So if you're looking at that, you know, point per game number or, you know, the specific 18.7 this week, you're probably thinking like Raheem Mostert has a strong role. He's going to be a solid option moving forward. But Jeff Wilson came in here. He dominated the production. He dominated the opportunities and he dominated in the usage department. Jeff Wilson came out, scored 22.3 PPR points, had a 61% snap share. He out-targeted uh, Raheem Mostert 5-4, to four, also ran significantly more routes than him. He also out-carried Mostert 17-8. to eight. So we saw Wilson dominate the usage basically in every single area, except for the uh, two-minute drill, which they basically split 50-50. I think it was like four snaps to Mostert, three to Jeff Wilson. So in Wilson's just second week with this team, he has established himself as the number one running back here. I think they may stay in this sort of like 65, uh, 35 split rest of season, but this is definitely going to be Jeff Wilson's backfield barring a significant change. And Wilson has looked good. So I don't really see, you know, why they would go out and kind of change this thing up here. So right now I feel like Mostert probably at best is going to be a weekly mid-tier running back three play right? Like we're not going to be in game scripts like this where they're going to have, you know, the luxury of running the ball a ton. They're likely going to be a pretty pass heavy team in most situations and getting the 35 side of that 65, 35 split is just not someone you're going to be wanting to start in your lineup. So I do think this is a great opportunity to move off of Raheem Mostert. If you were unable to trade him last week, you know, maybe you just couldn't move him or you decided you didn't want to. I think with all the information we have this week, Jeff Wilson building on that role, Mostert having a big fantasy day. I truly think like this is the opportunity. I don't think you're going to get a better chance than this to sell Raheem Mostert at this you know current price. So I would be moving off of Mostert. Another running back that I would be moving off of at this point is Devin Singletary. He's kind of been a weird player to evaluate because when you're looking at him week to week, his weekly usage is very strong. He has a great snap share. He takes a pretty solid percentage of the team's carries. He's very involved as a uh, route runner. Like his route participation is great week to week. And it just doesn't lead to great production, especially on a top offense. Like if you're telling me he has great usage, he runs a ton of routes, he's on the Bills offense, one of the highest scoring units in the league, you'd probably think this guy was like a borderline running back one, if not like a top 10 back. He's averaging 11.3 points per game on the season, but he is coming off of a 15.7 point game where he scored two touchdowns in the Bills loss to the Vikings. I just think he's in this weird spot where I'm not seeing him, you know, consistently put up this solid workload. They don't really like to, uh, you know, grind the ball out on the ground. 
And even though he's running a ton of routes, like he's had a few games with solid receiving production, but it does seem like instead of checking down, Josh Allen is more willing to, you know, scramble, use his legs, which I think it does make sense. And then you also just have the potential that he does lose work. Like if he's not giving you top 24 production while having this, you know, really solid role, what happens when they start to give some more work to James Cook or start to integrate Naheem Hines, who they went out and traded for? I just think, you know, there's some room for Devin Singletary to basically become unstartable. And so I do think this is a good opportunity to kind of pivot and tier up to like a mid-tier running back too. So I'm not saying you're going to get that straight up for Singletary, but Singletary plus like a bench piece to kind of tier up to another running back or include him in a big time package to get a significant upgrade. But I would be uh, looking to move off of Devin Singletary. Now to the wide receiver position for these last two players, I'm going to be talking about Gabriel Davis. And I talked about Gabe Davis as a trade target last week, someone I was buying low on. And now I think there's an opportunity to sell here. And so the way I'm going to kind of frame this is that if you went out, you traded for Gabe Davis, I don't think this is a spot where you need to trade him. And I'm not saying like, I urgently want Gabe Davis off of my team. But what I do want to remind people is that this is the same player we had last week. Just because he's coming off of a big game does not mean that Gabriel Davis is a different player. If you were someone who had him on your roster, he was coming off of a few bad games in a row and you were done with him, you wanted him on your bench, your mindset should not totally shift after this one game. If you were done with him, you should probably be selling him and you can probably move him right now as like a fringe wide receiver 20 price tag. He's going to be a boomer bust option. He has four games with 16 plus points and then four games with seven or fewer points. That's just where we're at here with Gabriel Davis. So I just think this is a spot where you have to, you know, kind of evaluate yourself as a fantasy player. If you're someone who really hates uncertainty, you don't like the boom bust nature of Gabe Davis, you're not going to start him on a week to week basis, then he is someone I would pivot off of. So he's kind of just someone where I'm throwing out the idea that there is a window to sell here. Because with Gabriel Davis, he's the type of guy where you never want to buy him after a big game and you never want to sell him after a down game. Even if you're panicking internally, you know he's going to have one of those boom games soon, like he did here in week 11. So if you were panicking, you should probably still be concerned, you know, if that's what you were feeling originally. So I do think this would be the opportunity to move Gabe Davis if you are interested in that. And then the fourth and final sell high player, we have Rondell Moore. And I believe Rondell Moore is going to be a great win now piece, but I think he is a top, top sell high for some of the top teams in your league. You know, the one seed, two seed, three seed, the teams that are locked in for the playoffs. The last three weeks, Rondell Moore has just been a straight up stud, 23.4 points, 14.9, and then 18.4 PPR points. In that three-game stretch, he has 31 total targets. And I think that for however long Marquise Brown is out, I think Rondell Moore is probably like a top 24 play, if not, you know, at worst, a high-end wide receiver three moving forward. So I'm not someone who's like anti-Rondell Moore. I think he is going to be a great play over the next few weeks. However, when Marquise Brown returns, I kind of feel like Rondell Moore is going to be unstartable. This is a uh, Cardinals offense that just heavily uh, targets two wide receivers. We saw it early in the season. It was Marquise Brown, Greg Dortch. Then, you know, it was uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore. It's been a spot where we see uh, two wide receivers used very heavily. And then it's like kind of unlikely that we see a third guy get super involved. So once Marquise Brown is back, 
We know Marquise Brown is the more talented wide receiver. I think it's going to be D-Hop. I think it's going to be Marquise Brown. And that's not to say that Rondell Moore is going to do nothing and he's just going to sit on the bench. But in terms of being fantasy relevant, he's just not someone I think is going to be someone you want to start once Brown is back in the lineup with DeAndre Hopkins. So when we're looking at uh, Marquise Brown's injury, I think the original kind of timetable was around six weeks. So that six-week mark would be uh, week 12. So that would be, uh, you know, he's returning after this week, which is going to be week 11. The Cardinals do have a week 13 bye. So I think it probably, you know, makes some sense. Maybe they play it safe. They, you know, don't want to rush him back in week 12. They take the bye. He returns in week 14. In my opinion, that seems to be the most like logical and most likely date that Marquise Brown does come back in week 14. So I do think that Rondell Moore could really help out a team that's kind of on the edge of making the playoffs. They need the wins now. He can give that fringe team two or three really strong starts, you know, until uh, Marquise Brown comes back. But if you're a team who's sitting there at eight and two, seven and three, nine and one, and you're not desperate for wins right now, he's someone I would move off of because I think you can get a pretty decent return right now. But in a few weeks, his value may be non-existent. And if he's someone who's like barely cracking your lineup, I just think it makes total sense to move him, you know, as soon as you can and sell high after this uh, hot stretch he's gone on. So a player that I do think is talented, I just think when Marquise Brown returns, it's not going to be great news for Rondell Moore's uh, fantasy value. So those are going to be my four sell high players, Raheem Mostert, Devin Singletary, Gabriel Davis, and Rondell Moore. Remember, you're not giving away these guys for, you know, just anything. You want to make solid trades. But if the opportunities do present themselves, I think, you know, it's a solid strategy to uh, pivot off of these players. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. As always, thank you guys a ton for stopping by and I'll see you guys in the next one.